I've yeah. been crying on and off all day because I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like why, no. you know, anytime I get in an argument with somebody over text, I reread because yes. I'm like, because did I do something? Did I say something like, you know? And so the whole thing, again, like I said, I, it, it just came out of nowhere. I don't think there's anything I could have said differently. The only thing I wish I didn't do was those last two texts were definitely my teenager because my adults would have been like, okay, if that's what you want. Yes. And that's and I, it. And I do think you probably just said this because it's a phrase you say, but what I really want your adult to say is like, you did this, like you said these things. So not if he's done, then I'm done, but like, I am done because you yes. did this. I am done. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is... teenager likes to patch and make it work. Mm-hmm. I'm really well aware <laughs> mm-hmm. of that. That's what she said at the end. So that was definitely my teenager present. I was not aware because by the end of me trying to like balance both in the conversation, I just basically like just like gave in to like like ready to throw down type thing I was like texting people all day I was like am I emotionless like I was asking generally asking I asked a couple male guy friends of mine you know one of the people we know you know deeply (laughs) and then I asked one of my girlfriends like just because I'm like is that how I am like am I emotionless like am I this person that like just doesn't care like he made me feel like a piece of shit and a sociopath Right. But actually, I think he is the piece of shit and a sociopath, actually. Yeah. And my friend Allie just kind of like called me out of the blue today. And she's like, I just felt like I needed to like call you mm-hmm. today. And so I talked to her for about like two hours about it. And she had met him. So she knew mm-hmm. how he was and how he acted around me and like all the stuff. And so she was like, he just seems like such a wonderful guy. She's like, but obviously all the stuff that you're talking about, there's obviously something else going on here, like something deeper that none of us know. Of course. Of course. And I know. (laughs) Yeah. Ready. And I wish I knew, you know, but I'll I'll never know because, and I don't think like therapy and all that is for everybody. Like there are other ways to heal from pain. You just have to figure that out for yourself, but. I just think that like whatever he did, he burned us to the ground for no reason and he destroyed my character in the process. Mm-hmm. Well, not not yours, but no, that's what he did in the conversation. That's what he did in the conversation. Right. And so then it made me today just like text everybody and ask everybody's opinion. So I'm going to ask you. Am I emotionless? <laughs> oh, very good question. Um, <laughs> I do not think you're emotionless. I I don't want to say that he's at all right. What he could be referring to is that you have been an independent human being. What he could have been picking up on is you are an independent human being, an independent woman who's done a lot of work on yourself, and you are definitely not emotionless that is very inaccurate and the word i'm going to use is tends to be derogatory but it's not meant to be you are a very selfish human being like your whole world at this point like does revolve around aaron 
So the fact that he was able to penetrate your walls, even like Mm -hmm. a little bit, I think is like quite impressive in the 168 hours that he was really letting you all try to be a relationship. He may like, there's an adjustment period when you go from being an individual person whose life revolves around them and them only to now being a two person situation. Mm-hmm. So I do not think that you're emotionless whatsoever. And I'm not even saying that that is accurate. What I just said, I'm just saying that maybe that's the thing he's picking up on. What is ultimately the problem is him. I t- think that people who gaslight people tend to use their own reasoning, like blame you for the thing that they're actually worried about. So when he talks about, you know, like, Oh, you have to go run your marathon. So you're like, you know, like you're going to be gone. Like that's not a you problem. He clearly hasn't with the potential of being in a long distance relationship or like he can't handle like an awkward hug. Like that's a breakup. Like there's so many weird things there Mm -hmm. that even if, even if the thing that he was picking up on was just the adjustment from being a one person unit to being a two person unit was even there. That's like child's play compared to all the weird shit that he was throwing into the relationship. So no, I mean, you have a box of tissues next to you. You're a very emotional person. Your captions on Instagram, which he told you he could block you or like, what is it? He told you to unfriend him or unfollow. Mm -hmm. Like, your captions are very like mushy gushy and heartfelt and you're very in tune with your emotions. So that is definitely wrong in every sense of the word. I know this is like super cheesy, but like he's seen me interact with my cats. Like, yeah, right. The thing is, is he brought up that he's been pursuing you since October. Was October the steakhouse date? No, October was when I first met him at a meetup and he approached me. So you can't even, he, he says October to make it seem like it's been this long drawn out, drawn out thing, but there were meetups before the date. And then there was so much time that passed. I think we did the steakhouse like in February. Okay. And then there was time that passed after February. Like there was, yes, we, we went out to dinner. Our second date, we went out to dinner and then we went to the lamp supply place never have taken him there my place (laughs) and then that's when on the second date we went somewhere else and he was like i know you had a terrible time we're never going to see each other again and so that's when i pulled away for like two to three months right so him for him to use october in those text threads like Mm -hmm. that's manipulative you know what i mean and so no i don't think you're emotionless and i don't think any of this is your fault based on the evidence presented to me in the court of Kelsey's opinion. (laughs) I rule this not Aaron's fault whatsoever. What I do think though, is that February Aaron saw flags Mm -hmm. and ran in an appropriate fashion Mm -hmm. and something, I mean, he seems a little manipulative. So, you know, something there though, you like went against your instinct. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been thinking about that because you also said this in the last episode. You said, you said like, why didn't you just like stay away? I also understand like 
it would be it would also be problematic if you only ever gave a person a blip on the radar and that was yeah. what you judged them solely on. Like that's what I'm doing in these podcast episodes. <laughs> But it's not my life either. You know what I mean? So it is natural to want to, you know, he came back into your life, you know, a couple months later and pursued you. So it is natural to go back. But I'm just saying hindsight 2020, February, Aaron saw this coming. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think I saw it coming. But the thing that kind of tricked me, Mm -hmm. I think tricked myself. Yeah. Was just basically like the initial thing that made me run was cleared up once we kind of focused just on solely each other yeah because he was like you always talk about other guys and you like all your bumble dates and and all this stuff and it's just like well it's because it's to make conversation with people people are talking about it like i'm gonna add my two cents in too right you know like i'm not sitting here like bragging about it it's just not it's not who i am but that got cleared up the minute we focused on each other. So I was like, okay, we're good. So I think I kind of got sucked into that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that there was other stuff coming. Well, that it's the same it, with him from the outside looking in. It It's the same problem over and over that you're having with him. Yeah. And the thing is, is like he had that 10 year relationship that we had talked right. about. They broke up the same time my ex and I broke up. So he has had about four years right. to process, to right. whatever. Right. And I think there's, I know if he listens to this, he's be like, I don't have anything. Like, I am done with her. Like, I, she's the past, blah, blah, blah. But she might be done with her, but there might be some residual pain, you know, and oh, like distrust right. in other women. And right. Like, that's okay, but figure out why so you don't do it to people like me who genuinely just wanted some easy, breezy honeymoon phase yeah, of a relationship. <laughs> well, that's where I want to ask you some things. So I, I'm happy to hear that in the text the next day, today, you realized that you were patching a bad situation and that you don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> but wouldn't you, would you agree? I can't leave the witness, but I like to. <laughs> wouldn't you or would you agree that you've been making patches with this man since February? Like kind of like excuses? Yeah. Yeah. Overlooking the flags that I have so audibly said out loud. Yes. I think to myself, I thought they were more of like, I thought the initial one was definitely a red flag. Yes. But I think there's some yellow flags. And I always think their yellow flags can be fixable, not by me. Right. But they can just kind of like fix themselves right. and work out. Yeah. And I I think that's what I was thinking. I know. Like a yellow because flag. Because you, I'm the same way. So I say it lovingly. I've said this by you already. But I say it lovingly. It's because you live in a rom-com in your head. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I yeah. do too. Like, I really do. Like, like literally when I'm 
in the car jamming to Taylor Swift, like with the windows down. I'm like, this is in a fucking movie. I'm like, this is the scene where she's just having so much fun driving down the road. Like I disassociate from myself and I'm like, this is an epic scene in a movie. So like we all should be living in our own rom-coms for sure. But I do think it's the rom-com-itis that you have that mm-hmm. I also have that we, that those are and were red flags. Every single one of them. Yeah. Well, like, and the thing is, is like, sometimes I listen to our episodes, like when we talk about my relationships and like yes. my dating. And I sometimes yes. feel like I'm just so hard on men. Like uh-huh. no one's going to penetrate into this, you know, shell. Which, shell. Is, which is what I was kind of saying is like, when I said selfish, shell is kind of better. Like you do have walls. Like yeah, well, and that's the thing. If he listens idiot. to this, he's going to be like, see, see, you have walls. No. The walls came down. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is also the thing. I don't think it's normal to. I am an open book. Like, I could meet a stranger and tell them that I have a diva cup inserted into my body. Like, there is nothing to me. There's very little i can't think i'm sure there's something i can't think of it at the moment but very very little that i don't share right that is a privileged life that i have lived to get me to the place where i'm an open book kind of problematically so but but as a person like you who has gone through some crazy relationships you've had some other like life drama like all the things you've ever talked about on this podcast Mm -hmm. that that's natural to create protection you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and it's normal to not go from what you are to what I am in 168 hours. <laughs> it's normal for you to not go from you to me. And I'm not saying I'm the the epitome. I'm just thinking, I'm just using me as the opposite of like what you are. And I don't actually think that's 100% true either. But it's normal to not go from where you are to where I am. If you really were in a relationship from October to July. Mm-hmm. So like. It's not an argument for him to use because you already had released so many layers of those walls mm-hmm. by trying this hard for this long. Yeah. That's also why I say it because that means you really liked him because you have standards that we talked about on a very early episode of this podcast. Episode three. <laughs> I don't think he meets all those qualifications. And so I just mean to say, I'm not. I don't think I need all those qualifications either, but, but yeah. what I'm saying is obviously you really liked this person, like, mm-hmm. and you were overlooking some of his flaws and that in and of itself is several layers deep in the shell of, in the yeah. cracker of Aaron. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, that, I mean, I didn't share this with you and like what, but like, as we were going through however many hours I've been in this yeah. <laughs> predicament with him. Yeah. I was watching so many YouTube videos about how to be your best self in a relationship. Jay Shetty stuff and like Matthew Hussey and like there's some other guy. It's called like the Greatness Podcast. Like I was just watching all of this stuff because I was like, I'm going to make sure that like I'm going to be as open and vulnerable as possible to be in a relationship with this guy. I wanted to create a solid foundation with this man. Like I was so open like and it's. For him to just be like, nope, you weren't, you're so emotionless, you're this, you're that. And it's just like, 
I don't know what else I could have done. And I didn't send you the screenshot because it was way too long. But I threw a Hail Mary. And this Hail Mary was like very thoughtful, long message of like how I truly felt about him. And oh, no. And if I was talking to the vegan guy that I recognized, he would have appreciated what I said. But instead, when I threw the Hail Mary, and I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I just was so, by that time, we were like three and a half hours in, like I was exhausted and I was like, well, this is all I've got. Let me just throw my grenade. We'll see what happens. Love bombing. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) And, but I meant every word of it. Like, it wasn't like I was just like trying to make shit up. Like I meant every word about of it it was like stuff i've observed about him that i really liked it was like it was just everything it just encompassed yeah. everything yeah if, if it was the person i recognized he would have appreciated it and have been like you know i feel the same way and this is what i feel about you or whatever i've been reciprocated the person that responded was well you only tell me this now because i'm upset yeah like why are you telling me this now right. you know And it's like, you don't even really mean it. And it's like, that's bullshit. Like, I mean, I'm very thoughtful and very intentional. Mm -hmm. I'm very like, I don't just like throw myself to the wind. Right. (laughs) And that's like, you are guarded. Like, that's factual. I don't think it's wrong to say that you do have walls. And you're like, I'm not saying he's wrong. I do have walls. I've never not agreed with that. But right let them down with him yes for him to not recognize that he has come into some of those walls you know he has gotten past some of them already and then to know like to have you say like as you said your Hail Mary stuff and for him to still not realize it's because he's emotionally manipulating you so he thinks you are emotionally manipulating him do you know what I mean and you're just like having pure intentions in this and what yeah. I'm really pissed about is that I really do think that this is so great and successful. I don't love all the patchwork that we've done since February, like on the situation. <laughs> I don't love that. I would like Erica to address why we're patching things. Well, still. I'm meeting her on Wednesday and I told okay. her, I was like, I think I need more than an hour session. <laughs> I do. I think so. I, and I, I do too. And I would like her, I would like you and her to discuss why. Why you've turned red flags into yellow flags and not just red, kept them at red. And then two, why the patchwork, I mean, that's similar, but like, what is motivating you for the patchwork? And I believe you when you say it's because you really liked him, but I'm just having a hard time. Granted, I did not get to meet him. I did not get to see it. I just, he doesn't seem fun. He doesn't seem lighthearted. Like in the times where you're having problems, he seems like such a drag. And for me- It's not fun. (laughs) No. So for me, like when, obviously I think Alex is great. We bicker, you know, normally we'll have arguments, but I like the way that we argue. Like I like it. It's respectful arguing when we're mad at each other. It's mean and fast and dirty. And we're always mean, fast and dirty when I'm like annoyed with him with the kids. And so, 
you know, like we, we just, we fight similarly, but we do not fight manipulatively. And I enjoy that about ourselves. And we believe in kind of like addressing it, working past it and, and moving on. So you need to find someone who you can argue well with. Yeah. Because you don't not- argue well with this man. I think we would argue this is not a patch. This is just me just thinking out loud, but I think we would argue well if he didn't overthink all the time when he's not right. with me because this only happens when he's not with me. Yeah, we don't argue that's... in person. We don't like it's very great discussions and good, you know, healthy, normal adult discussions. We listen to each other. We're not like holding grudges or anything like that. It's only when he's not with me. And I, I, it's like, there's, I told him on Sunday or Saturday, whenever it was, I told him, I was like, I'm not a fixer. I'm not a woman who likes, thinks that she can fix a man. That's not me. You have to do that for yourself. When I was just talking in a general sense, I wasn't giving him some, some, something specific, I just am not like that. So like me trying to like patch, I truly do think some of it was like, well, this is all me. This is all on me. Again, like what I talked to you about before. I know. My fault. Not, we need to, we need to address this with Erica. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> we need to address this with Erica because that's just it. Like, cause when you were crying at the sky bar, you're reflecting on what did you do? And when you're rereading your text, you're trying to read to see what did you do? And it is hard as a control freak. It is hard when it's not in your control. I always think about this. I do not think Alex will cheat on me. I do not have that fear, but I will use that as an example because I do, you know, my housewives, Mm -hmm. they get cheated on very often. And I think why beyond like the actual affair itself, the physical part, I think what I'd be so upset about is the fact that he would be making, if he cheated on me, he would be making a decision that affects our family that I have no control over. And even just the idea that like my worlds that I wrote for my, my story that I wrote for myself could be completely altered because of a choice that I don't have control over. It's like not fair. Like Mm -hmm. that feels so wrong. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so like, I do understand sometimes why women stay with the people like with their husbands or, you know, whoever stays with the person that they're cheating on, because you then have the control of like, no, we're staying back. Like we're staying together. Like Mm -hmm. you fucked up, but I want my story to keep going. And so you get the control. And so I do feel like in this instance with you and him, it probably is so hard because you're like, you seem like this really great gra- guy 98% of the time. And I really want to be with you, mm-hmm. but I, you don't have control over this craziness that he throws at you. No. And it just felt like the 2% was taking over yeah. us. Yeah. And it just like, he would leave, like he would leave my apartment every weekend. And I just was like, please 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 like just I just hope everything that I did everything that went on just carries into the next week yeah but you know (laughs) I am a bystander intervention 
certified individual and I'm a domestic violence relationship violence mm-hmm. trained person. And in both those things, my red flags are going off because in my domestic, my one love training, my one love certification, <laughs> the stat, the saying was that you can be in a relationship that feels good 99% of the time. Like that's what makes people stay because they feel good 99% of the time, but the 1% they feel so horrible and that that is not right. That's not the number. You need to feel good 100% of the time because otherwise it is exactly what you're saying. Like you're putting all this weight into, let's just hope it stays good because when it's good, it's so good. But when it's bad, it's so bad. And it should never be so bad, not even 1% of the time, because it does take over, you know, eventually. Yeah. And I mean, if Allie was on this podcast, because she saw us like interact with us and stuff, I think she would be like, well, you guys just like, you could just tell like him and I just like kind of fit together well. And like, we just, it just worked in that. And like, in my mind, it just like worked. And I think that's like what he thought too. But I think it just was too like all the stuff I think he just I don't think I said this on the last podcast but like when I had told him I had shared a little bit about my past history like not a lot but just enough to like be like yeah I've gone and worked on myself and whatever I see a psychologist blah blah blah. and he thought that meant like I'm fully emotionally stable and like what that means is like if I go through a breakup I'm not going to feel the heartbreak as bad because because I told him I told him like I have this I've built this foundation that I'm not going to fall in some deep dark hole and like not come out of you know like that's like leaning on you or leaning on friends or like yeah. going doing photography Loving like when self-worth I'm self-worth that's not like attached to a relationship yes like, yeah yeah very common things mm-hmm. and so I've really spent the last four years building that foundation yeah and I've really had to lean on it today <laughs> so But he just thought that, like, that just meant, like, I was emotionally stable. Like, I just didn't have any other emotions. Like, I was fine. I don't, I'm not sad. I'm not happy. I'm not whatever. He thought you were devoid of emotion. But yeah. And so, emotionally stable. Yeah. And so, like, anytime I said, like, oh, I'm upset about this, he was like, well, you're emotionally stable. This isn't going to hurt as bad. Oh, well, so he is just dumb. Remember when I was debating if he's dumb or manipulative? He's just Mm -hmm. dumb. That's stupid. That's so, actually really stupid. Like, can you agree that that's stupid? No, you- it was very frustrating because it was like, you don't understand a a thing about what I'm saying. Again, listen to the doctors in or go well, see here's Erica. Another flag, here's another flag that I heard in, in today's conversation. When you told him via this podcast to go listen to that episode earlier, I was, because you're talking about your teenager. I mean, to me, it's like, I'm shocked that you've never talked about it with him before. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just never really, I knew I needed to because I did say something like, you know, if I am in a relationship, I would like us to go see her her and talk to her and stuff. And he kind of just like, didn't really say much, but I definitely know he's not the type of guy that would like go into a a therapist's office. So then why are we just saying the obvious? Like I just you said it was a lesson you didn't need to learn. 
But I actually do think it was a lesson to learn. There are things we're learning from him, which is you are still having some behaviors where you make patchwork for men. Mm -hmm. And the reason is probably different than it used to be before. This time it's because you like this human, like you like him. Yeah. So you want to make it work for yourself. Like I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt in that. Whereas I think old Aaron might've, it might've been for other more negative reasons why you were Mm -hmm. trying to make it work with someone. This is the thing I have to say. It has to be easy and breezy all the time. I mean, it, of course, you're going to have arguments. Of course, things, there's going to be tough times in a relationship, but not 168 hours in, not 168 hours in, not 168 hours in when you only see each other on Fridays. There should be no difficulty in that Mm timeline scenario. Yeah. And in my Hail Mary, I was like, I want to see you more than just the weekends. Like, I want to see you on a Tuesday. Like, I want to see you on a Wednesday. Like, yeah, I was just like, I never thought I would be this person again. Like, I never thought like I would want to open my heart to somebody and want them to be a part of my life. There is a huge adjustment period for me. Right. Um, yeah. And like I said, it was a lot selfish, but, and that's just the only word I could. Think yeah. Of. But like I was yeah, working through of, it. Yeah. It's know? a lot of work to be and, a single person to being a duo. Yeah. And I think anybody who knows me well enough, if I am bringing you over to my home, I know like, that's what that, I was thinking. That is the biggest step for me on the fucking planet like <laughs> except for the guy with the domestic violence charges except with yeah he except then. that door with yeah we've, we've learned since then. <laughs> but, but that is like if, if anyone were to ask like you know when do i know if she's if she's serious with me you would say that the if you if she brings you over or if she invites you over like that's it like that is like me being like i'm inviting you into my safe space like mm-hmm. you know and i know like jess had said something before like she doesn't really bring people over yeah she doesn't right right you know because it's like she said it's like her safe space we have our safe everyone has a safe space mm-hmm. that we don't want people in but when we let somebody in it means something mm-hmm. and so like that meant something to me but apparently it's not enough right and so like that was the thing like give me something it was almost like i was like give me something to work on and i'll work on it like that's yeah, like but what that's I... the thing erin is and that's again we need to address this to therica but that's bad i know that's unhealthy <laughs> no it's 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 not unhealthy i think the motives again i'm giving who am i just giving you so much leeway here <laughs> i think you i think in this go around Mm-hmm. The in the motivation and the intentions with him and the effort you were putting in was pure in that it, it was not because, oh, I have to make this work in order for me to be worthy, in order yeah. for me to be special. I need him to tell me this. I feel like those were old motivations. Current motivations are like, I really like this guy and I really do like the way he makes me feel. It's okay. I love the way that Alex makes me feel. And one of the reasons I love him is because of the way he makes me feel. <laughs> when we tell each other we love each other and we list all the reasons, that's almost always one of the top three reasons. So also that's fucking normal, vegan guy, for her to like the way that you make her feel, you dumb fuck. But anyway, <laughs> seriously, seriously, that's such a stupid thing to get mad about. 
That's such a stupid thing to get mad about. Anyway, and I didn't well, address several times you brought it up. But uh, yeah, what I we need to figure out though is how can you keep this trajectory of openness and excitedness for other people while not thinking that it's all on you to make it work? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, go go pay Erica to find the answer. But that's the question. It's like because you say like give me something and I'll work on it. Like I believe you, and it's for pure reasons why you mm-hmm. want to why you want it to work this time. So I think that's great. But it's also like like how do you realize that it isn't all on you? Yeah. With I the mean, next person. I think that's like 31 years of drama <laughs> drama <laughs> because I think because I've been so hard on myself for so many years like I will always go to the place of well it is my fault and so I think I've gotten a lot better at it I think I recognize when people are the ones at fault and it's not me but when I'm very passionate about something like when I'm very passionate about trying to be in a relationship with this guy like that is like when I go to the place of like well what did I do? You know, stuff right. like that. And it just felt like I could, I could have said like, Oh, I, Oh, I love you. Or, Oh, like whatever it could have been. Like I could have said anything and I don't uh-huh. think it would have been enough. Like I was no, never because, right. enough. Right. <laughs> but it's not that you are not enough. It's that he will have con- continued to find a different reason Mm -hmm. so it's not you it's Mm -hmm. that he he's saying it's because you're going to be gone he's saying it's because you are emotionally closed off he's saying it's because he's got to drive his mom like it's a different reason every time because that's the thing like you were putting patches on all the reasons yeah and so he just kept trying to poke more holes because it's something with him Mm -hmm. so you know it's not that you'll never be enough it's that you aren't the problem period (laughs) you know what I mean yeah uh... should I have (laughs) I don't think they're allowed to talk this much so life coach should I become a life coach yeah maybe should become a life coach oh my gosh no, I'm, um, just kidding. I'm just kidding. But that's true. I mean, he's the ass. And I really hope he does listen to this podcast. And I hope he makes it the several hours in that we've been talking because, <laughs> because, 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 because. Yeah. I think just like the last thing I will say on this is yeah. just that I truly did care about this man. I didn't just like him for how he made me feel. There were so many things about us together that just made me joyful and excited for the future. Whatever that future looked like, I was here for it. He just like opened my eyes to me being able to like be do like it. do it. Like I could yeah. do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I think there's a part of me that was like, will we be able to do this again? So we just gotta patch all this up now because we might not be able to do this again. Like that's I think some of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But man, like I just didn't deserve what I got yesterday. No. Oh, I love that you said that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't deserve what I got yesterday. And uh, when I kept asking him, because I mean, if I were to show you the whole text thread, 
most of it is me just being like, what is going on? Like, why are you doing this? Like, I don't get this because I'm just so confused. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, like what? And he said something like in the middle of it. And it was, well, maybe we can, I think you read it like, well, maybe we can rekindle this when you come back in November. Right. And, and you said, that's not fair to me. It's not. And it wasn't fair to me. Because like, oh, so we only can do this on your terms, like yes. when I'm here and yes. local. Right. Like in four months is like a semester of college. <laughs> I know. You can do it. You know, like Oh my gosh, I know. You know, it's not that hard. So like the only thing I will say you is You can just, do like, it when you also both work fully fucking remote. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know it's temporary. Like it's craziness. Yeah. So And I told him I was like, you know, I have a plan. You know, there's some condos, like right across the way that like I want to move into and if that doesn't work I've put myself on a wait list and went in an apartment in winter springs so like when I'm ready to pull the trigger I could pull that trigger if that's my if if I have to go to plan b so like I had this all figured out but he made me feel like I didn't and like I was never coming back yeah and it's like well my stuff isn't going to be in like Mary so obviously I have to come back either to get it yeah. to move it somewhere else so. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you didn't deserve. You said it. I'm, I'm repeating you. You didn't deserve it. It's not on you. And what I'm excited about, you said there was nothing to learn. I think there's so much to learn from this. And what I'm hopeful for is that, like, maybe he like greased the wheels so that the next person who comes in, you know, you can just like fly with. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got to go to Erica now. <laughs> like, yeah, but this, but he, jokingly, like, yeah, right. but not, but, but, <laughs> but he, we cannot, like, I, I hope he listens because he, we cannot, this is a toxic cycle. We're entering and, into the toxic like, cycle zone. Yeah. Like I knew we were kind of doing some toxic tendencies. Like I yes. knew what we were doing was very self-aware but I was like kept telling myself like this will end yeah yellow flags you were yellow yeah I was yellow flagging all of them so Erica be ready for me on Wednesday right this is the (laughs) pre-session to the session I need you (laughs) yeah and and there and I think it's natural to yellow flag when you really do like the person yeah and I do think it's momentous growth that you're yellow flagging because you like him and not because you need him to feel good about yourself. Cause I definitely did not hear. Yeah. It's no, it's not, it was not that at all. Yes. It's very normal to yellow flag when you just really enjoy the person's company. I'm wondering why are we continuously yellow flagging when it's a toxic situation? Yeah. Well, and I think it's like, I don't even know if like you were to have met him like and let's say I didn't tell you anything. No, could I have picked up on this? Could have you have picked up on it? I don't know because I don't think anyone like when Allie met him and Esteban I know hung out with him. And I'm not saying that Allie and Esteban are not amazing people. No, but I'm just saying like really good read. I do. I would be curious to know. Me too. And I'll never meet him. (laughs) I'll never meet him. Especially after tonight. That's what I mean. He'll never meet me. I should say he'll never meet me. But but one conversation I didn't well, I didn't love the steakhouse thing. And I didn't love 
the micro penis conversation with him. Oh yeah. That would have been a, a flag for me. And Esteban was present at that conversation, mm-hmm. but, but again, that's looking at it. You know, I mean, I didn't get to see the personality and the, the, the whole package in that scenario. So, you know, it's easy to dissect and find the things when you're basically being presented the things, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I don't know, but I'm really hopeful for you because while I don't like him, I really like what, how excited you are. Yeah for like a companion yeah and I think maybe that is what I learned yeah (laughs) that there is still some excitement there and hope yeah for for that yeah Uh, because I genuinely I've got boxes everywhere right now like I don't want to keep doing this shit by myself yeah like you know like I want to experience life with somebody like yeah you know whatever that is like I'm here for it but I, I just need some acceptance, like for who I am and what I bring and not trying to like hurt me or like say things to me to try and push me away because they have their own th- stuff. Deep, their own issues. Yeah. Rooted stuff. So and I think it is so cute that you looked up like relationship got gurus or whatever. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I was watching them non stop okay and i'm just gonna say that's really adorable and i do think that's very you to like want to listen to like motivational speakers yeah very you or like motivational i almost went to barnes and noble and got jay shetty's eight rules of love like how to keep it and like the fact that you can like say that that person wrote that book like that's crazy (laughs) i will just make a counterpoint i do think that's really sweet I think that you won't need to do that for the right. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, do I think, think it, it's more, it's more natural than I think you've experienced in the past. Now, granted, I have only dated Alex. Mm-hmm. However, I think that's why I have only dated Alex is because <laughs> it is just so natural. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it will naturally work. It will not be tough in the first 168 hours. <laughs> and you yeah. will be that person, as long as you're geographically able, you will be able to see that person on the weekdays mm-hmm. and for long periods of time, meaning one, two, three nights in a row. I'm not saying they won't have their own baggage, but what will happen is they will want to be with you that they will figure it out their other obligations you know what i mean because you'll be the priority mm-hmm. yeah so, just like yeah. those green flags yeah know? and i think i was youtubing all that stuff because i was nervous like, yeah i was nervous to be in a relationship like i'm like do it's i even know how to do this mm-hmm. yeah like do i know like how yeah. to be a person in a relationship so like that's mm-hmm. why i was <laughs> I love that you're doing that. Doing I'm, that just saying, and- I'm just saying with the right person, I, I think you won't have to do that. Like you won't, yeah. you will feel like you're making the right decisions with him because like you and him will be on the same page. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still think I'm going to order his book though. 
I mean, you can order the book. <laughs> I do think I'll still do that stuff just because I'm intrigued. But the one thing that got me frustrated recently through all of this is a lot of them say, like, if you're just confident in yourself and believe in yourself, like, you'll find your person. And, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. people are attracted to people who are confident and whatever. And I'm, like, I'm going through a relationship right now where, like, this person, like, I'm, like, the most confident I've ever been, the most emotionally stable, mm-hmm. like, I have ever been. And he still doesn't appreciate me. So, yeah, like, but that's this makes no he sense. Is not those things. Because <laughs> he is not those things. Yeah. But I kind of forget, forget that, like, somebody has to do those things for themselves. Right. As you live your life for you, you're a one woman (laughs) show. So everything in your life in your life is as a result of your own decisions and is a result of like you, like everything in your life is a byproduct of what you do. Mm -hmm. But when you do enter a relationship, it is 50% on that. Mm -hmm. It's 100% on the two of you. So like, that's a new concept that you have to remember sometimes it's not you, mm-hmm. even though it's always you right now. Yeah. You and know? like my mom's biggest thing that she always hears me complain about is like, like I told you just earlier, like, I don't want to do this all alone anymore. Like, yeah, I'm fine. I will be fine. I will continue to do it on my own. Yeah. I'm tired. Like I yeah. <laughs> I want somebody to be a lovely addition to my life and like yeah. we figure it out together like right. what that looks like for both of us. I want to share something with somebody and I think that's why I was trying to make this work so bad because yeah, because you liked that somebody on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm really excited for the next one. Can't wait for the success of yeah. this podcast. This really turned out well for me. And so I'm thrilled. <laughs> Over the moon. Um, I will say for our listeners, just give me a minute before I get back out there. <laughs> I need some time. Well, so. and also you're moving back here. So yeah. it would make sense to give yourself a couple of weeks off in Florida. Yeah. And then when you come back up here, Literally and figuratively, you can hit the trails. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) It will be great. It will be great. And we cannot be back with him. I'm just going to leave it at that. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot do that. (laughs) I mean, I... You can tell me if that's where we... If that's a destination we revisit. But I... At this time, I... Not that I can't get even an answer, but I can't, like, I'm too, like, I'm too emotional about all this stuff still to really say, like, mm-hmm. like, to just be like, yes, no, maybe, like, I just don't have a answer. I'm too. I know. We need to talk with Erica, too, about why we can't. That's get- why we're going on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe a different, also another day of the week. So she's got a session available. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, if anything, he gave us several podcast episodes worth of content. He has made you spend hundreds of dollars in therapy sessions. (laughs) 
Anyway, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard or didn't like some of the things Aaron was saying or me, <laughs> if you're a vegan guy, and if you liked what you heard in today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Casual and Committed Podcast. Bye. Bye.